So I remember earlier in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I remember earlier in the podcast where we talked about shedding. Yes. Shedding from the things that we've done in the past or what was done to us in the past. Yes. So your rigorous training did not prepare you no. for humans. Yes. <laughs> it prepared you to be a better artist. But now the world is teaching you how to be a better person. Yes. That was very yeah. well said. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was crazy. No, I think for me, I'm just not communicating right, <laughs> like how important it is. And look, it could be that's fine. That's fine. I'm just, you know, <laughs> just, you know, it's interesting to me. It's interesting to me that I'm more of like a nonchalant, laissez-faire leader. I'm just like, yo, you got this. And then usually the demands of the client are just staggering for me as a creative. I'm like, hold on. The price that I'm charging is not fair to the work that needs to be executed. Mm. And especially being in this creative industry, how price your art, how to price your value, how to price your time. There's education and adversity. So there was a different adversity to be educated on. Yeah. And you selected someone based off a of feeling. Do you ever think that the person that hired you in the beginning, when it's like, you're going to learn on the job. Did they think that it's like, you know what? There's trust. <laughs> How did you think like, just like, has that ever crossed your mind that this, this individual that gave you an opportunity, you are doing the same thing. I'm like, man, what did this person think of me during that time? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, that's actually, I, I love that question because I think that when it came time, you know, with empathy, it's a lot of times it is seeing or really holding space for what someone else is going through. And the leaders that took chances on me, like the, the, the creative director that took a chance on me as a web designer, I think he was able to empathize with where I was because he was clear on who he was and he was able to hold space for that challenge because that's a challenge for him where he's like, I'm going to give you projects that you've never done before, but I trust that you can do them because you're reflecting something back at me that I trust within myself. And so he trusted his own judgment in that sense. And to me, that's a leader. And I think that in previous jobs with, I've, I've at least found this in my experience in previous jobs where someone hires me based on the amount of designs I've done or what I've worked for in the past, there's no real connection. I'm just a, a cog in the wheel, essentially. And so it's interesting because when I got the job at Magic Leap, it was a very similar scenario in the sense that Magic Leap is a very difficult place to get into, but what they trusted was who I was as a person. And I say this because I'll tell the story briefly. During the interview process at Magic Leap, they have a lot of different stages, but one of the stages, that which I thought was interesting, was that I had to teach them something in five minutes and I had no time to think about it. That sounds like YouTube. <laughs> yeah. We're going to learn shutter speed. Yeah, yeah. It's Let's wing it. Basically, basically. Um, 
And I sat there and when someone asks you to teach them something in five minutes during an interview for a company that is notoriously very secretive and hard to get into, you have to rely on whatever it is that pops up first in your mind. And the first thing that popped up was meditation. And so they're, as they're bringing the whiteboard in, they were like, here, you can use the whiteboard. And I was like, um, actually, I'm gonna teach you guys how to meditate. And all of them were like, okay. <laughs> and so I structured it and I was like, I'm gonna go through a minute where I'll explain to you what meditation is. I'm not even kidding. Dude, that's 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 exciting for me. It's just like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna chill, I'm gonna tell you <laughs> to chill out. I'm gonna teach you to chill out. Yeah, I'm gonna teach you something that could <laughs> maybe change your life and actually not on top of that something that's important to me and tells you about where my mind is at because at the time i was i was meditating i was learning about behavioral psychology i was really involved in that world and so i came into it with nothing to hide at that point i was like this is part of who i am and so i structured it i'm gonna a minute to explain to you what meditation is uh, we're gonna go through like a two-minute guided meditation, another minute to tell you the effects, and uh, the last minute for feedback, something like that. And that's exactly what we did. And mind you, I'm it. My inner turmoil at that point, I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like especially during the three-minute uh, meditation where I was just staring at, <laughs> and I was guiding them through it. I was like, and focus on your breath. And if you, if your mind has wandered let the thoughts go, refocus on your breath, and in the middle of the interview, and I'm still convinced that that's what got me the job. Still convinced, because I will put money down that no one, no one had done that. And actually, I already know that, because obviously I worked with these people, but I relied on my story, on my values, on who I was as a person, on me trusting my instinct, my gut, a lot of other designers may have not done that because they're not as self-aware and they fall into what do I think the person wants me to teach them? Maybe it's a cool design technique. Maybe it's, you know, a language or, what, or whatever. Like something that's practical. And I, because of the work I did with, with raising my self-awareness, I tapped into something that helped me do that because it was valuable to me. And so I'm still convinced that nowadays it's not about the practical anymore. It's nice that you know how to you know, use a camera, to use the programs, to use whatever, but it's about you. Do I wanna work with you? Do I wanna learn from you? Do I look up to you? Do I wanna see your face every day? Like, it's, it's so far beyond just the tangible skills. And unless you're self-aware of who you are and what your values are and what you're about, you will keep running into that problem where you're, you're just joining things and joining teams and getting clients just for the money and not necessarily because it deeply fulfills you as a person. And so I think that's where hiring needs to change and that's where leadership has to change. It's, it's stop looking at the stuff, just stuff, the, the stuff that they're showing you. And the minutia. Yeah, exactly. Just like the, the, it's nice, you know, it's nice to go through the slideshow and, and look, I, I presented something beautiful as well. But it wasn't, that's not what ultimately got me the job. It was about who I was as a person and what I, what energy I projected to them. They wanted to work with me no matter what. And it's the same thing that happened with the, with the web design job. I didn't even have web design experience. They're like, you know what? I like your energy. I like who you are. I like what you bring. We're going to make it happen. And we made it happen. 
And so that involves a lot of trust. And I think hopefully in the near future, because I think the world is shifting in this way, we'll be able to trust each other based on being very self-aware so that our personalities shine through our work and we're able to establish trust a lot quicker and take and not be afraid to take more risks with who it is that we work with and collaborate with. Magic Leap was was the ultimate pillar that you had to overcome and it, it broke you. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Like yeah. it is what was the environment like? It was an interesting melting pot of a, of a lot of different people and experiences that I've had in my life, which I thought was like very startling at first. But generally, magically, just to give context to what I'm about to say, is the highest funded startup ever, I think. $2.9 billion from Google. And they, having had experience from, from previous tech startups, they grew very quickly. Like just, it. I, I kind of compare it to giving a billion dollars to like a group of school children. You're just like, here. And they're like, uh, what are we gonna do with this money? We're gonna spend it. And so their team grew really quickly and there were multiple teams doing the same thing, like lots of designers doing the same thing, barely any communication. There were new people left and right. It was just very chaotic. Um, very similar to like ad agencies where things are coming out of left field, everything's a fire. And it was interesting because when I joined, I always say that I kind of knew that very quickly that it wasn't my cup of tea, but I was fighting that side of myself for the egotistical reasons of being at a Google-funded startup. I had made it in my mind. I That was the extra line in the resume that I was talking about. I was like, yeah, I'm fancy now. And the team, I will say this, my direct team, who I'm still friends with and still keep in touch with, they are the most talented people I've ever worked with in my life. Like, incredible creative minds, the way they analyze things. There were various days where I would sit in a meeting room and I was like, I'm the dumbest person in the room, which isn't a bad situation to be in because you're learning from all these amazing people. The issue that came about is that the culture was based on a lot of negativity. And um, I was saying this before where negativity, I never judged anyone for that. I know that, you know, being in an environment like that, that was very fast paced, that demanded a lot of you. We were working weekends, uh, nine to nine. Like it, it was just very, very rigorous. And when there's no communication around it, of course, everyone was resentful. Of course, everyone used lunch to talk about all the crap they were going through or who they hated or what decision shouldn't have been made. Um, our retrospectives were very quiet. No one spoke up because again, fear-based culture. Uh, managers were kind of siloed in their own world, making their own decisions, and then we suffered for it. So it's not something that was, um, that I blame magically for. I think it's, it's a natural consequence of the circumstances that they were under as a company. 
but for me to face that at a point where I was studying my own self-awareness, I was working from home before Magic Leap for a tech startup in Baltimore, I was meditating every day, I, was, I, went, I sharply gave all of that up in favor of the validation of the big company. And that negativity, the, it, it's like anything else, that cloud, it spreads. And so the first few, the first week maybe, I fought it off. And I was like, I'm gonna be this light. I'm gonna be present. I'm gonna be positive. I'm gonna, you know, take risks and want to to better myself and better my team. They did not want to do that. <laughs> they didn't want any of that. <laughs> um, I think they appreciated it because human beings naturally are like, man, thanks for being like a good sport and being positive. But the culture was so embedded with that pace and they found success in that pace that they weren't, I don't, I, at least early on, I don't think they were really looking to shift their mindset into that direction, which really knocked into my values very hard. <laughs>